Jones. I'm Neil, and I believe that you can make as much money as you want working as little as you want. This podcast is the answer to how. People told me that I could choose to work less, but if I did make that choice, I would have to also choose to make less money. I finally called BS on this idea and went on a mission to figure out how to make six figures or more working on a part-time schedule. I did it in the corporate world, and now I'm doing it as an entrepreneur. I work less than half of what I used to work as an employee in my corporate job, and I have 10 times my corporate salary. Now, I teach others how to do business on a part-time schedule too, so they have more freedom and flexibility. This is what the semi-retired lifestyle is all about, and I believe it's the antidote to the too busy life. Let's face it, if you didn't have to work all the time for money, you wouldn't be too busy for the life you really wanted to live. In this show, I'm sharing my secrets, tools, and strategies to do business in life on your own terms and live the lifestyle of your dreams. It's time to unbusy your life. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here with you. How are you doing? So today is actually a Saturday morning that I'm recording this for a couple of reasons. Number one, there's no construction next door. (laughs) So the house was finally torn down. Lincoln and I sat and watched it come down yesterday and it was the craziest thing. I have never seen a house torn down. I was filled with all kinds of conflicting emotion like this is so interesting and it's so fascinating for me to watch this. And then I started to think about the families who had lived in this old house and all of the memories that were there and just thinking about sitting down at Christmas and all of those family gatherings and kids growing up and graduating high school. And I was thinking how sad it was that this house was coming down. So (laughs) that is down. I'm not distracted anymore by what's happening next door. And my boys are gone this morning. So taking this opportunity while I have a quiet house to record a couple more podcasts. And I didn't realize this, but those of you who have teenagers, you probably already know this. Teenagers are really loud and they're always in a crowd. My son is just about to turn 13 and it seems as if we always have other teenage boys around as well. And they're actually very loud and they don't even know that they're being loud. And even when you tell them, they don't get it. So it's kind of interesting to be here at home by myself in a quiet house. The only kind of noise that I have is my furry baby, Miss Queen Bee. She loves to come to work with me. So that's what's happening. Bee and I are sitting in our office and we are recording this podcast for you. So if you have been following along at all, kind of on Instagram and totally fine if you haven't, I've been sharing some of my fails this year and I've been committed to failing a lot and trying to fail every single week in my business, trying something, letting it not work, learning from it and going through that process over and over again every single week. And I've gotten pretty good at it at this point. As you can imagine, I've collected a lot of fails. And the really wild thing is my business has probably doubled over just me doing this over the last six months. We're almost six months into the year. To the point where my CFO told me the other day that I needed to 
have a meeting with the CPA to let them know that we were going to have a bigger tax bill than what we thought, which is super fun and interesting. And it is the reason why I wanted to do this podcast, because I do think of all the things that I have been doing in my business, this is the first year that I've been intentional on failing, like doing it on purpose, trying and experimenting and going through that testing process on purpose. And the effect of that has been really mind-blowing for me and for Kelly. I'm going to have Kelly come on and we're going to do a fun episode where I get to introduce you to her more formally and she gets to tell you all the crazy and amazing things about what it's like to be working with me in our business, helping all the coaches that we're helping build their businesses. It's really it's really an honor and a privilege, and we feel so excited to be able to be doing that work in the world. And I just thought it would be fun for Kelly to share her perspective on things, because oftentimes it's so much different than mine, which is why I love it. But I think the biggest thing that has happened for us this year is the failing and the learning that we've had through the failing process. So I think the reason why we don't like we hear about this idea that failing is really important, but it feels like the thought of it feels really scary. And maybe we don't even really know what that means to do that or to do it right. And so we just don't. What I wanted to do today is show you how the emotional experience of failing is neutral. And this is an idea that we have in our coaching community in the world where I was certified and am certified as a master coach is that there's nothing that causes our emotional experience for us. All things are neutral. It's our brain, our brain's interpretation about that situation that causes our emotional experience of it. So I was thinking about this and I wanted to apply that idea to failing because if you are going after creating a business or some new goal that you have not achieved before, failure will be part of the process. So I wanted to give you just a slight different perspective on it so that you see that you have power over how you interpret it and how you interpret it will determine your emotional experience of it. Okay, so first, I think that our ideas about failure, I mentioned this in an earlier podcast, but I just want to bring this back as we're talking about how failing is neutral. I think our idea about failing is really seated for many of us in our experience of the school system. And because in that world, what happens is we're taught that we're doing it right or wrong. There's a specific process or system that we go through that leads us to get the A. And if we don't do it right, if we're failing, then we're, we interpret that to mean something about us because that's what we're told. <laughs> and think about like if you fail, the negative consequence that we instill on ourselves, but also in the humans around us and the things that are said about someone who is failing at school or getting the B or the D, whatever is undesirable to you as you're going through that process. Now, part of that process is there's a predetermined right or wrong answer pretty much for everything, right? And if you don't know the right answer or you tried it and you didn't get the right answer, 
the solution to that is to ask a teacher or to maybe ask a friend who's better at this subject than you are. And we ask them for the answer. So we're taught to get answers from people outside of us. And we're also taught that the letter grade that we get on something, whether it's on a paper or on a test or in a class, means something. It means something that means that we're doing it right or that we're doing it wrong. So just know like that's the system that you grew up in if you were in the U.S. and in the traditional school system. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that is the experience that most of us have had. So what should I think about right now? If you fail at something, how do you feel? What happens for you? When you think about like if I literally put into your schedule this week, Monday at 10 a.m., you're going to fail. How would you feel approaching Monday at 10 a.m.? Many of us would maybe have some anxiety, maybe be stressed, feel some dread or overwhelm. And the reason is, is because the way that we would interpret the failure, right? And so, so many of us think that failing is hard. And the reason why it's hard almost always, this isn't true for everybody, but for just check in to see if this is true for you. If it's hard because of what you make it mean about you. For sure, this is something that I have had and I've been working on it very intentionally this year to unravel that, that any outcome that I receive from something that I do means anything about me. So that just reminds me, I wanted to define the way that I believe failure like the definition I use for failure. Failure is doing something and not getting the result or the effect that I wanted to get or I thought I should get. So when we think about failure in that way, typically what happens is we like, I'll do something, it won't work the way that I think it should, meaning I won't get the results that I think I should. And then what we do is we turn that around and we make it mean something about us. For most people, it is either that or it's what we think other people will think about us, which is often just a projection of what we're going to think about ourselves. That is the interpretation that is emotionally painful. And if you're anything like me, you will criticize yourself, judge yourself, treat yourself very harshly. Again, that is the piece that I've been working through this year. That was my default way of responding to myself when things didn't work out the way that I wanted them to, which when I would have a failure. And so you can see why it's emotionally painful, right? Because if failing is tied to how you treat yourself or how you see yourself in the times, like if you're not getting what you think you should, you're somehow doing it wrong. That's the way that your brain is interpreting it. Of course, that's emotionally painful because you've made it mean something about you. And so I want to take you to a parallel universe. Okay. We're just going to see the way that we've defined failure in our society is to be that experience that we've had. And now I want to take you to this other world. Okay. And in this world, the school system works very different. In this world, in order to get the A plus, 
you're required to fail 100 times. And like this, these are the rules. Like you, you enroll in school and they give you this handbook that says, here's how the system of this school operates. <laughs> to get the A plus, you have to collect 100 fails. And then to get the B, you have to collect 50 fails. You have to fail 50 times. To get the C, you have to fail 20 times and the D fail 10 times and the F you fail two times. So then what you would know going into that, if that is the rules of the system, you would just expect that if you're going after the A plus, you're going to be failing 100 times because that is what is required in order to get that result. Right? So I want you to just think about that for a second. If that is the way the system works, what would you make failure mean? Like, how would you talk about it with your friends? You might say, listen, I failed 20 times this week. How many times did you fail? Right? As if it was a good thing, something that meant that you were going after the A+, that you were going to achieve that because the number of fails that you made this week was so significant. You're like, yeah, I'm 20% of the way to my A because I collected 20 fails this week. Can you imagine how we would think about failure differently if that was the school system that we grew up in? If you wanted the A, you just, you would likely be like excited about stacking up the failures because each one, you're one step closer to success. You might welcome failure. Think about the conversations you'd have with your parents around the dinner table. They'd be like, Listen, Sally, how many fails did you do today? You'd be like, I failed three times today. And your parents would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. So amazing. Look at you go. Right? We, our hard work would be defined by the number of fails that we would do. Our conversations about failure would be so different. They'd be so normalized because in this society, in this parallel universe, the way to success is by failing. Do you see the difference? Like if this is the way that we got to where we wanted to go was by the number of fails that we were collecting along the way, we wouldn't make it mean that it was wrong to fail or that there was something wrong about us. We would interpret it in an entirely different way. We would want to go fail so we could learn. And then we could know what the next fail was going to be. And then we'd learn from that one. And then we'd keep going and keep going. So I offer up this parallel universe to you because I want you to see that the experience of failure in that world would be very different than the experience of failure in our current society for many of us. And the difference is, yes, I've set the system up differently, but notice the different way that you think and interpret failure in those two worlds. One is something is wrong with me. I shouldn't do this. I'm wrong. I'm not good enough. And one is I'm on my way to success. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. This is getting me closer to success. I'm doing it right. Do you see how the different interpretations 
then make you feel different. The way you interpret something creates your emotional experience about it. That's how we know that failure is neutral because you can choose either of these ideas or something entirely different if you want to as well. The failure doesn't make you feel anything. It's what you decide to make it mean that makes you feel something. And that is why failure is neutral. And I want you to consider that if you are doing something new or different, or you are going about building your business, that this hypothetical parallel world that I just described to you actually is the school of entrepreneurship. (laughs) It's really what entrepreneurship is. It is all about failing, failing, failing so that you can learn and get to your A or your B, whatever it is that you want. If you are committed to failing a hundred times, I would almost guarantee that you would be successful. Think about how much closer you would be to where you want to go at the very least. But the thing is, is we try and fail like two times which gets us to the F maybe. And then we're like, this isn't working. I should probably just quit. And the reality is you just didn't do enough fails to get you to the grade that you wanted. Because in the School of Entrepreneurship, it's not about the right or wrong answer. It's about how many fails you do. Because the fails teach you what you need to know because there is no black and white right or wrong in entrepreneurship. That's how it's so very different from our traditional school system. So failing is neutral is what I want you to consider is possible. You don't have to make it mean anything negative about yourself. You can, you can create that negative emotional experience or you can create something else. You could be excited about failure. You could make it mean that you're doing it right. You could make it mean that you are on track and exactly where you're supposed to be. And just knowing that, gives you the power to decide. You get to choose how you think and feel about failure. You can think about it the way that you always have and feel the way that you always have about it, or you can think about it differently and create a different emotional experience about it. This is why it's neutral. The failure is still there, but your emotion around it is going to be determined by how you think about it what you assume about it, what interpretation you make about that. I want to offer that you make this choice consciously. It doesn't make you feel anything. Your brain does that and you have the power to choose what you want to believe, what you want to think. You are in control of your brain. So if you are going after something new and it's going to require learning You're going to have to practice a lot and learn some things, and it might be challenging. I want you to just consider this idea as something that's available to you, that you don't have to make the learning and the practice mean anything. If you don't want to, you can keep it neutral. Or if it would serve you, you could make it mean that you're doing it right. I'm just living in this parallel universe over here where the system is set up different than it was set up over here in the school system that I grew up in. Entrepreneur school, the system is to get the A plus, I have to collect a hundred fails. I have to go fail a hundred times. And so 
it's up to me how quickly I do that. My success, whether accelerated or not, is dependent on how many fails I want to give myself and the time frame in which I want to do that. And I can have a neutral emotional experience about that. I can make it mean nothing. I could have a negative emotional experience about that because I can make the failure mean something about me that is not pleasant <laughs> and then beat myself up and be harsh and critical to myself. Or I can make it mean that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm on the right track. I'm doing it right. I'm on my way to my A+. I just got to keep failing. So just consider you have so many options available to you when you think about failing. But failing will be part of the process of successful entrepreneurial, And it's likely to be part of the process if you're doing anything new or different in your life that you have never done before. Choose consciously how you want to interpret that. And just know that that interpretation is the thing that will create your emotional experience. It's not the thing. It's not the failure. It's not the money or the lack of the money or the person or any of it. The size of your body is not creating your emotional experience. You do that and you get to choose it consciously. Please like the choice that you make and keep choosing it consistently the way that you want it to be. That is your ultimate power. That is where you empower yourself in how you choose to interpret your situation, the failure. That's what creates your emotional experience. Have a gorgeous week. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Unbusier Life Show. If you're a coach with a day job struggling to get your coaching business off the ground because you think you need more time or that your day job is keeping you from your dream business, my niche strategy call is just for you. You will come away from this call with the right niche for you, learn how to get three clients and the five simple steps of making 10K working just 10 hours a week. You don't need a lot of time to make money in your business as a coach. All you really need is the plan to do it and the hours that you do have. I only offer a few of these each week, so go grab yours today by visiting my website at www.neilwilliams.com. This call is for you if you still aren't making money in your business, or it's really hard to sell your offer, or you're stuck in niche drama. We'll tackle all of it in this 30-minute call. Have a gorgeous week, and I'll see you right here on the show next week.